If you are looking for trouble, you've come to the right place. The baddest biker bar in the investment world. This is The Danger Zone. Yes, welcome to The Danger Zone on Money Life. It's where we get the latest take from the experts at New Constructs, where they evaluate securities on a scale of most attractive to most dangerous. And they do this bringing together discounted cash flow analysis and forensic accounting. And the idea is that by and the idea is that by doing that, you can dig in at the footnotes level, work your way up and determine, well, what's real and what is misleading. Here to discuss things, David Trainer. He is founder and president at New Constructs. If you want to learn more about what they do, check out their danger zone picks and more. Go to newconstructs.com. David Trainer, great to chat with you again. It is great to be back, Chuck. Happy New Year. And to you too, who's in the danger zone this week? Carvana. Danger, danger. Carvana. It is ticker symbol CVNA. It is back in the danger zone. You have been there before with Carvana. So why this? Now, why is Carvana that much more trouble at this point? Yeah, I mean, well, Carvana had a great year in 2023 for bulls. You know, overall, Carvana has been a, a pretty successful, very successful danger zone pick uh, and zombie stock pick, but it made a major resurgence in 2023 on the heels of, I think, what was some unexpected debt financing. They were able to restructure their debt and stay alive a little bit longer, and they actually generated some positive free cash flow. But that was while seeing sales plummet. They sold off parts of the business effectively. They harvested the balance sheet which is not sustainable. So that blip, I think, made people believe that maybe somehow Carvana is actually going to be successful, uh, or let me say it better, as successful as the stock price implies. And the bottom line, Chuck, is that there's no way that we believe Carvana can ever come close to achieving the expect expectations baked into its currently really what I would call sky high stock price. So let's discuss that. If the valuation is sky high, how out of whack is it? Well, we think the stock could eventually go to zero. It's a bad business and they, they've really never made any money. Their margins remain negative, uh, never been positive. Uh, again, so the free cash flow generation really came from a harvesting of the balance sheet. But look, if you look at, you know, let's just start with sort of what 47 bucks a share applies. It means that they improve their margin from negative 4% to positive 5% while growing revenue 12% compounded annually for the next decade. In that scenario, they would be 1.6 times, their revenue would be 1.6 times that of CarMax. So they would be you know, 160% larger than really one of the biggest competitors in the field, right? So they would be simultaneously improving margins while taking huge amounts of market share. Those two things rarely, if ever, go together. So if you wanted to say, let's go with a slightly less optimistic scenario, you're looking at 91% downside. And that would be a scenario where no pat margins improve to 3%, right? Um, still a major improvement from negative four. Uh, and revenue would grow at almost 7% for the next decade. Wow. And that's an area the stock's worth four bucks a share. Wow. And is there a catalyst here, a likely catalyst that's going to make the market kind of figure this one out? Yeah, it's going to be tough, right? Because the catalysts worked the wrong way last year. But I think that was a lot of that was 
sort of rates being better than expected. And we saw a lot of junk stocks run in the last six months. And this is where Carvana saw most of its its gain last year. You know, I think about Catalyst here, Chuck, I think it's an earnings miss. And I think the persistence of rates higher for longer is definitely going to weigh on these guys because really the they are a product of really super cheap funding, people willing to throw good money after bad. And as long as that that sort of regime is permanently in the rearview mirror, which I think the Fed will want, I don't think that we're looking at, at meaningfully reducing rates um, over the next year or so. I think rates may come down some, but they will be significantly higher than they were during the ZERP decade. And as long as that remains true, I don't think these guys can stay in business. Now, we should point out, I mean, we we have maybe not made it clear enough that, again, while Carvana is returning to the danger zone, that Carvana basically in 2023 was defying your expectations, that that it didn't perform as a short the way you would have expected it to. And so that's the other side here is that do you worry at all that folks who are betting against Carvana have had that wager beaten out of them? No, not really. I, I mean, it, it all depends on the environment. I think most people believe that really all the good news and then some has been factored into the market, especially these junk stocks. And uh, I think we've seen already in the beginning of this year that people are going to have very quick trigger fingers on getting out of some of these overly overpriced names. This stock, Carvana, was at one point zombie stock number one. Is it still a zombie stock? You know, you talked about it, it getting, raising some capital, things along those lines. Still on the zombie stock list, still in your mind, I mean, you said it could go to zero, but is this a company that is still basically the, the walking dead? I think so, yeah. That's exactly right. Yeah, I mean, it, you know, look, it is definitely outperformed since it's been on our focus list short, right? I mean, it's, it's fallen 79% while the S&P is up 31% over the same time frame. Everything remains true. Like the competitive position of the stock still is, of the company is, is really poor. And they don't have any other growth markets. They're already in the biggest markets where they could do best. And their advantage with online paperwork has effectively been removed as all the other firms can do the same thing online. You know, I actually recently even bought a car through CarMax and it was like the same experience as Carvana. It was indistinguishable. I bought one of Carvana as well. And so, I just don't know. They don't have the physical locations. And I think what we were learning, and Amazon was the first to demonstrate this, is that we're no longer in a world where bricks and mortar are the enemy. We're in a world where the e-commerce works best with a brick and mortar partnership. And that's why Whole Foods, I mean, that's why Amazon bought Whole Foods. And we're seeing that 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 actually play out and be true. And that's where CarMax was, I think, can much more easily replicate what Carvana does in the e-commerce side of things, whereas Carvana is going to have a very difficult, if not impossible time, replicate what CarMax has done in the brick and mortar side. And so it's Carvana's CVNA in trouble, having, you know, avoided it, having looked really surprisingly good in 2023, but still headed for trouble and in the danger zone in 2024. David, great stuff as always. Thanks so much for joining me. Thank you, Chuck. That is David Trainer. 
He is founder and president at New Constructs. Learn more at newconstructs.com, on Twitter at New Constructs, and David is on Twitter or X at the Real D Train 37. We're heading for home on today's edition of Money Life. Up next, Simon Lack from SL Advisors will be here talking energy stocks in the market call. This is Money Life. Oh, wow. This is actually pretty dangerous. 